Well, here we are. It is time, Simba. If you understand that reference, you might be about the age where we should be working together. It's possible. But it is now one of three times a year that I'm accepting clients for my freedom framework, overcoming food sensitivities and increasing energy without unnecessary restriction. My goal for my one-on-one clients is to take them through frameworks and explore tools for achieving 50, 80, 90% of their goals in just a few months and show them how to continue to heal on their own so they don't need me anymore. Honestly, I think we're doing great one-on-one work here, helping women that would otherwise be falling through the cracks, thinking that they're just aging, that they're just moms, that they just, and it may be true that they just have stress when really those stress hormones and their other core systems just really need some serious support and some serious love to serve them for years to come without symptoms. So if you'd like to clear inflammation, eczema, food sensitivities, or improve energy and brain clarity, I'd love to chat with you. You can book a call with me at kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, and that link will be in the show notes. Welcome to The Less Stressed Life, all about making this your time to feel freaking awesome about your life, health, and happiness. This podcast of The Less Stressed Life is hosted by Krista Bigler. Krista is an integrative registered dietitian nutritionist who specializes in reducing food-related stress, inflammation, and symptoms of food sensitivities. She brings over a decade of nutrition expertise and playing with her food to the table. From coaching, teaching, writing, and work Working within a major food company to behind the scenes for a health celebrity. To learn more, visit lessstresslife.com. Hey there! On this episode of The Less Stressed Life, we have Mary Purdy, who's an integrative registered dietitian in private practice for eight years now and works at Aravel as a coach and clinical education lead. She provides nutrition and lifestyle counseling to clients and uses personalized genetic data and functional labs. She's also the chair of Dietitians in Integrative and Functional Medicine, host of the web series and podcast, Mary's Nutrition Show, which you can find right here on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening. She's also the author of a recently published book, Serving the Broccoli Gods, which is available on her website, marypurdy.co, and you can find that link in the show notes. So today we're talking about something very near and dear to both of our hearts, which is cold and flu busters. This Personally, this topic is something I'm ravenous about for the best resources on boosting immunity, as I'm sure many of you are. In fact, at the time of this recording, it was actually a pretty rough pain point as I'd come down with strep throat while I was traveling and meeting up with family over the holidays, not getting enough sleep, indulging in lots of indulgences, and my immune system was just run down. So with the help of some antimicrobials and some homeopathics, um, I was on the mend, but definitely there's a lot of uh, near and dear things in this episode. In fact, the last several times I was on antibiotics, I broke out in month-long rashes despite you know, didn't matter the antibiotic class, which lends itself to why I had terrible eczema breakouts and gut issues, otherwise known as immune issues. But regardless, my point of view is that I want to do my part to keep antibiotic resistance down. So when I do need them, they actually work. We live in a world of superbugs, and antibiotics wipe out the entire immune system. So strengthening your immune system so it can stand on its own instead of just wiping it clean is a great approach to taking care of our bodies. In fact, in a future episode where we interview microbiologist Kiran Krishnan, he talks about how it can take the microbiome two years to repair after a big hit like that. So 
Now, amidst a little technical hiccup, you missed a little piece of how Mary talked about when she was in college. She was taking kind of a random assortment of supplements that she had decided she was going to take. And at one point, was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition and later found out that all the supplements she was taking or many of them were kind of perpetuating this autoimmune condition. And so I'll let Mary, and she's actually reversed that now, which is a really fascinating tale. And this really goes back to really evidence-based personalized medicine. And here's where I'll let Mary kind of take it away. It also goes back to this idea of individualized and personalized medicine, right? So something that may be excellent for somebody as an immune strategy may be exactly the wrong thing for another person, which is why it's so important to personalize that treatment and make sure that you know that person's history and you're looking at that whole picture, which brings you back to this idea of of integrative practices. Yeah, I love it. So we're talking about cold and flu busters today, Mary. What do you have for your favorites in your medicine cabinet right now? Well, Krista, I would say my medicine cabinet is mainly located in my kitchen. Um, as, as we know, as registered dietitians, our immune system relies on all of the different nutrients that food provides us in order to function properly. So that's why many people who are super malnourished are, are often sick, or people who just subsist on uh, the standard American diet, not always eating as well as they could be, um, are, are often faced with having more colds and more flus more regularly. And so I think we we can find so much benefit from the rich fruits and vegetables and herbs and spices in our medicine cabinets. Um, I love to focus on things that are orange because orange will often denote vitamin A rich foods, which is really important for your, your immune system. And also focusing on foods that are rich in vitamin C, um, which is a vitamin that's necessary for our um, natural killer cells and our T cells, which are part of our immune system. Um, Things like mushrooms are also known to be very helpful to the immune system, being antimicrobial. And one thing that's so great about your, your kitchen is... When people are feeling sick, they often don't want to do a lot of extra chewing because you're not feeling well. You don't want to dive into a big salad. So I'm a big fan of the soups and the smoothies in cold and flu season. Number one, they're easy to get down. They're yummy. And um, they they it's a great place to, to just pack a whole bunch of, uh, of really hardcore uh, immune-boosting foods into, into one dish. Do you do that yourself? Absolutely. So diet is really the backbone of how you're going to get better, right? And so I I hear that from people. They'll say, oh, I didn't really feel like cooking. So I just ate these bowls of cereal. I'm like, well, that's not necessarily the fuel that necessarily that your body needed to heal, right? And so I've noticed a huge, huge difference depending on what I'm eating and how quickly I can get better. Absolutely. And I have, we have a a mainstay in our house where as soon as you start to feel a little sniffle or a little tickle in the back of the throat, I bring out the concoction. It's Purdy's concoction. I think other people have done versions of this, but you, in a blender, you throw a chunk of garlic, peeled of course, uh, a chunk of ginger, a sprinkle of cayenne pepper, depending on how, um, how strong of a constitution you have, a little lemon, little bit of honey and a bit of onion. Whip that up with some hot water, or if you can really stomach it, you can do cold water. 
that I have found has nipped and I have given this remedy to, I can't even tell you how many people who have emailed me or who I've spoken to on the phone or in person who are like, I'm starting to feel a little sick. These are patients or clients of mine or even friends and family members. And I've said, I'm going to send you my flu buster to see how it goes. And um, I really have heard some great responses from this because all of those foods have incredibly immune strong immune enhancing compounds in them that can really be antimicrobial and um, anti-inflammatory and help the body get back into balance and be a little bit more robust in fighting that sickness. All right. So tell us what's in Mary Purdy's concoction. (laughs) I have the recipe. I'd be happy to, to send it as well. It's garlic. It's ginger. It's onion, cayenne pepper, honey, lemon. You can even throw the rind in there. I do that sometimes. And then hot water. All right. And you just make yep. that fresh every time. It sounds like exactly. fire cider, kind of, right? I think it is. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think there's a version of this out there in a few different communities because I, I definitely got it from somewhere and then I made it my own in terms of the the various um, ingredient sizes and dosages. So I found a, a, a dose that works for me because I really love ginger and I will freaking eat um, a big chunk of ginger plain because um, I love it so much and I find it very invigorating. So, um, you know, to each his or her own in terms of finding out which is the combination that works best for you. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So we've got Mary Purdy's cocktail pretty much, right? So when you start feeling ill, you mix up this cocktail? Exactly. Yeah. At the first hint of a little something, this can be a great strategy. Not everybody wants to do this, which is why I go back to the soups and the smoothies, whereas another place you can add those really rich compounds. You can make a soup with garlic or onions or ginger or cayenne pepper. You can make a smoothie and add cinnamon and ginger and other herbs and spices to it as well. Yeah. Have you and, ever fermented ginger, by the way? I have not, but I have had it. And actually, that was my next point um, was about fermented foods. But tell me about fermented ginger. Oh, well, some, you know, there's all these dietitian groups. And so, you know, sometimes you're kind of redoing your own little natural medicine cabinet at the beginning of the year. Okay, this is just a mm-hmm. personal story. And Please. I was chatting with some other RDs and the over, it was overwhelming, the response from people that were doing fermented ginger, like an olive oil. And I still haven't tried it, um, which is why I'm sick, apparently. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I haven't tried that, however. But, um, you know, fermented foods go beyond kind of what the media tells us, right? Certainly. And you mentioned this up front that, I mean, your gut, your microbiome is central to your immune system. I mean, they say 60 to 70% of your immune system lies in your gut. So you've got these incredible microbes living in there who are fending off all kinds of pathogens and foreign invaders. And if we are not treating our our microbiome, our, our gut bacteria well and giving them the very things that they need to survive, then we are putting our immune system at an imbalance and at risk for not being as as strong as it could be. So I'm a big fan of when people are sick or when they're in the cold and flu season, which is right now, people, to make sure that they are getting ample amounts of fiber, which is food for the gut, but they are also taking in those fermented and probiotic rich foods, whether that is your kimchi or your sauerkraut or your fermented ginger, as Krista just uh, talked about, or whether it's a miso soup, which can be a great base for the soup that we were talking about earlier. Um, so I think that's a big foundation of making sure that people's immune systems are strong is just getting your microbiome in order. Absolutely. That's, you know, that is the backbone. Like you just said, 60 to 70 ish percent of the immune system is in the microbiome. So, 
you know, and I run some different tests and I'll kind of show you, you know, are you using antioxidants properly? You know, how is your immune system? And so it always goes back to, well, how is your gut function <laughs> where your immune uh. system is stored? So very uh-huh. good stuff that we always have to be, you know, and this goes back to another point. Sometimes I'll have people say to me, oh, can I borrow, you know, can I have uh, some probiotics for my child who's throwing up? Well, that's fine. Um, but that's not really necessarily you know, that doesn't help you with the whole foundational perspective, you know, to try to, you know, get to it before it's there. Right. I mean, it, it is about starting early, right? I mean, obviously, kids who have been breastfed and have been exposed to germs early on in life usually have a stronger immune system. I mean, you talked about eczema and um, antibiotics, and obviously, people tend to react more when they've had fewer um opportunities for their gut microbiome to 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 grow into a a garden of of robustness and so antibiotics and obviously not getting the immune factors early on it makes a big difference in people's susceptibility to illness absolutely okay sounds yeah. like you have a few more points I do. I was going to talk about supplements. And, you know, I love supplements. Supplements have absolutely changed my life and they have changed the life of many, many um, patients that I have worked with. I also always talk about the caveat that it is absolutely essential to work with a practitioner when people are taking supplements because of the very experience that I have had around supplementation and because there are so many poor quality supplements around that either are going to make you have very expensive urine or could actually have a negative impact on on your health. So I'm going to say that as as a caveat before I launch into my supplement regimen um, that I think can can actually be very helpful. I'm going to name one, which you and I were chatting about earlier, which I have found to be incredibly effective, which is elderberry. Um, Whether it's in syrup form or an extract form, it um, has been shown, there's some really good research about it actually in terms of helping people who are flying across the country, um, exposed to more germs than usual. Elderberry has been shown to either prevent the onset of flu or to reduce the length of the, the, the stay of, of that flu. So I think that can be a fantastic supplement to add into the regimen and kids can often enjoy elderberry syrup too. So it's nice for the whole family. Yes. That's number one. Yeah. You enjoy it? Yeah. And then my, I, I'm able to talk my kids into it. Like every day they're really excited about their purple juice now. And personally, I've seen if you're really, I think this is the, I think this is the piece, you know, when people hear things like this, this is kind of like reading an article on, you know, whatever Google's or whatever search engine where it's like, all right, that's a good idea. So I'm going to put it in my cover and never use it or just use it when my kids are already sick. So that's a, not the greatest way to go about it. You know, it's really needs to be kind of routine in this time of, you know, duress. Um, it's a really good time to like be using it all the time, which, and honestly, it's kind of expensive to have to find high quality elderberry. So finding someone that will make it for you or making it yourself is really a fantastic investment of good 20 minutes. I'm not joking because you're going to be able, you're going to feel better about using it liberally in the way that you should, you know, for yourself. Cause it's really a functional food, right? It's like it's berries that have incredible properties, all kinds of amazing bioflavonoids. Um, you know, so there's not really an overdose ish, you know, you can, you can use a lot of it. And actually people sometimes will use it on, uh, as like a, as a syrup, like in, with food for breakfast or something yeah. like that. 
It is quite delicious. I gotta say, I, it's it's almost like a little topping you could throw on top of some ice cream. Not that I'm recommending that, but it it has that kind of flavor. And I will tell you, Krista, years ago, you're reminding me, I made an elderberry vinegar before I even knew about the superpowers of elderberry. And this is where it's super easy. You can get elderberries and then soak them in vinegar and the vinegar will become infused with the elderberry essence. And hopefully there'll be some immune properties in that vinegar and you can either drink that vinegar or add it to salads. And that's just a great way to continue to keep your immune system boosted. That's a fantastic idea for adding. So going back to that functional food, when you're making soups and smoothies and things, you know, if you can have an elderberry dressing on something, what a beautiful way to introduce that. And you could mix with some apple cider vinegar for the other benefits there, you know, that we won't necessarily go into at the moment. But like, these are great ideas, Mary. Yeah, yeah. Another supplement that I have found to be incredibly effective, and unfortunately, there's not much research on this, but um, I can't tell you how many times it has helped. And that is grapefruit seed extract. Um, You know, I'm not a big fan of, of promoting things that don't have a lot of research. But the lack of research doesn't necessarily always mean a lack of effectiveness. It just means that there's no grapefruit seed extract board um, of America who wants to pay for the mm-hmm. the, um, the studies to be done. But um, it's a it's it is the extract of the grapefruit seed, and it's it's known to be very antimicrobial. There have been studies done in vitro and and in little little petri dishes across the 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 lab but um that has been been very effective um and then my newest one which i i've i found to be very helpful and again i would be mindful with anybody who has autoimmune disease or autoimmune issues but it is a mushroom extract and it's it's a, an immune support, like a comprehensive immune support made from the extract of numerous mushrooms. Um, as The same goes with probiotics. It's great to get a spectrum of the species of probiotics. You're not just taking acidophilus or bifidobacteria. You're taking a spectrum of different species. The same goes with mushrooms because it's very often a, um, a synergistic and symbiotic effect of combining um, a bunch of different types of mushrooms to get an immune-enhancing effect. So this is just one of my new famous product, um, my new famous, that would be my new favorite product from my community is the, is the brand that I really appreciate. And I have no, no um, connections to this brand. <laughs> I wish I did. I should invest stock in these. You didn't mention the brand. Oh, it's, um, it's called Host Defense My Community. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. familiar with them. I like a couple other mushroom companies. So, um, mm-hmm. well, I think there are a lot out there now. I mean, there's been some really fantastic research around mushrooms and and cancer. So, I think that there that's a burgeoning field right now as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And I want to go back one step to the grapefruit seed extract. So, please. I, you know, when you're, when you're in, in distress, you kind of just go into the store and like, what could I buy off of this shelf that would help me? And so I've used grapefruit seed extract, um, in the past when I've had kind of a bad bug and it worked really well, but it does have kind of a bitter flavor. So you mix it with a little bit of liquid, but I did pick up something that was a grapefruit seed extract spray and it had a little zinc and menthol for kind of numbing Mm. throat, which is a beautiful marriage because like C and zinc can be great for immune system. And so I've really 
I think I'll just stock that one now because it was a really nice, I've used other throat sprays and I thought this was really nice and effective and tasted good and, you know, great for freshening your breath. I mean, the, the, uh, the possibilities are endless there. Like it could really be used kind of a little bit more regularly if you wanted to. So that was kind of an interesting one. Oh, and the other thing about yeah. grapefruit. Seed. Three in one, not only do you feel better, but your breath is fresh. I mean, what more could you want? Exactly. Come on. I think you kind of, like if you're around people, let's just be honest. Us, do everyone else a favor. Exactly. No one wants to smell your stinky, sick breath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, and the last thing about that, which I think is an emerging topic as well, like you said with mushrooms, which is something I'm kind of following, is seed nutrition. I'm seeing more and more products pop up even beauty products, um, really framed up around seed nutrition, um, which makes a ton of sense. And I've seen some other like MLM things pop up around seed nutrition. So I think watching as I watch like the trends of nutrition emerge, I think that's going to be kind of, you know, even though they've been around forever, I think that's going to become a little more trendy in the upcoming years. Are you saying seeds as in like hemp seeds, flax seeds. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Like black cumin seed, like pressed oh, out. Yes. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just at a place in um, Portland or, or, or Olympia, Washington, and they had a bone broth counter, which is so Portland, Oregon, but um, they had black cumin seed in a bone broth with turmeric. It was like this whole concoction. And I I was thinking to myself, too, I need to get on the cumin seed train. Come on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just for curry anymore. This is something that clearly we can we can utilize more and more. Right. Exactly. Everyone knew anciently what these things do. And we're just rediscovering them again. Um, And on that train, do you ever think to yourself, as you see these emerging trends, I don't know a lot about financial stocks and bonds, but sometimes I think I should probably like contact my financial planner and tell them I want stock in this thing because I can see how that's going to take off or this particular product. Anyway, side notes. Side I notes. wish, yeah. I mean, I wish I could I could invest in turmeric, right? Because I feel like turmeric, there's some wonderful research about turmeric for so many different health conditions. And I mean, unfortunately, there just isn't a, a huge amount of money in these things because they're they're these natural products. But yeah. um, maybe one day. Yeah, I had a freebie about turmeric and turmeric recipes because I I love I have this turmeric paste that's fantastic and it'll make a mm. beautiful porridge and you can put it in. Um, you can put it in, you know, any kind of coconut milk or something. It makes like a hot chocolate-esque thing. I actually really need to go make it today. And Ooh. even even the pickiest eaters uh, are obliged. You know, I had a brother that said, oh, you could give me this for Christmas. So I love turmeric, but my point is, is that, yeah, it's actually, I think, the most studied herb in the world. So it is nice that at least we have some, you know, we actually have boundless research on a lot of herbs and things. It's just a matter of, uh, like you said, when you work with a professional, it's nice because then they can connect you to, to these resources because sometimes a Google search doesn't always yield the best um, evidence. And like you said, also, some things are great for lots of things and some things are a little contraindicated. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I think is is a really easy way to to test your own immune system is your vitamin D status, right? I mean, that is something where you, why I have seen hundreds of times people get their vitamin D uh, tested, they're super low, they're sick, and then 
we give them a supplement, their vitamin D levels go up and they're better. So, um, you know, vitamin D is, is a critical part of our immune system as well. And maintaining a healthy vitamin D level, which is something you can easily get tested, is, I think, an essential part of, of staying well as well throughout the winter and throughout your life in general. I think that's such a great point. And to piggyback, you know, and a lot of autoimmune can, I mean, there's just a lot of people where we see low D. And fortunately, again, we have a lot of research to support that there's no point in having this low D. And let's just be really clear. What do you think D levels should be, Mary? Oh my gosh. You know, uh, the, we just came out with a new statement around this. I mean, I think there have been a lot of a lot of controversy around levels feeling like you're more robust if your levels are 50 to 70. But the latest research that I started looking at with the company where I work looked at the fact that levels below 30 are definitively associated with um, all kinds of different issues, whether it's, you know, immune issues, inflammatory issues, um, cardiovascular issues, diabetes-related issues. But the research has also shown, and, and this is something that's so new to me that I'm literally saying this for probably the first time in the, in, 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 in the next, in the past month, um, but that uh, levels above 30 aren't necessarily correlated with improved outcomes. So, Levels below 30 are definitely, um, or levels above 40, I'm so sorry, are not necessarily associated with, with improved outcomes. So I'm a little on the fence about, about where vitamin D levels should be this, this, at this time, but I definitely think they should be above 30. That is 100% clear in my mind. Um, but I think it's also individual, right? Some people may operate better when their vitamin D levels are higher. Some people may not. I mean, it is so, so dependent upon what that person's other health status markers are. Yeah. And I do think that things that help shape us in that are, you know, as you talk about that, it makes me think, oh, I know at least two people who do research in vitamin D. Why have I not interviewed them? Because they have very strong opinions when they hang out in the lab and they see what happens, right? And so mm-hmm. I'd heard a presenter talk not very long ago about his wife works in uh, one of the original like vitamin D research labs in Wisconsin, and they like to keep their D a bit higher on the higher end. So anyway, Mm, just uh other thoughts, but you know, overall really goes back to really good foundation. And so this, this episode isn't only good for people that are sick now, but also for people that don't want to get sick for sure. For sure. And don't want to prevent disease. I mean, your immune system is more than just having a sniffle or a cold. It's also maintaining a life of balance where you won't get chronic disease as easily. Yeah, I'd love to hear more in the next episode with Mary Purdy. We'll talk about how she (laughs) overcame her autoimmune condition. No, just kidding, but I think that's a great great topic. So what's your gut reaction if someone said, Mary, what can I do today to help boost my immunity? And I know you've talked about a lot of things, but how would you summarize this? Well, number one, I'm going to go back to that foundational piece, which is, are you taking care of your body? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough rest? Is your life full of stress? Are you angsting every single day? Because that in itself will deplete your immune system. Aside from that, obviously maintaining a healthy diet that is rich with protein, which is critical for your immune system, herbs, spices, fruits, vegetables, a huge variety, and making sure that if you need a little extra boost, that you have some things on hand that will give you the extra support that your body might need, whether that's supplementation or extra servings of bright orange vegetables, um, vitamin C-rich foods, and why not mushrooms? Yeah, why not? So Mary, where can people find you? 
I have a website at marypurdy.co. That is .co as opposed to .com. It's very new, very original. So um, people can find me there. And I also have a YouTube channel and and a podcast, Mary's Nutrition Show. So you can Google that as well. Yeah, don't end up on the wrong Mary Purdy website. That would be a disaster. You don't want to go there. She's a Reiki master and a massage therapist. Totally different from me. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. She's in, you know, the field of health. So complicated. Very complicated. Yeah. So she's just an uh, impersonator. Just joking. uh, Well, excellent. Thank you so much for sharing some knowledge with us today. I think it was, I think this will be very useful for a lot of people. It was Uh, great perspectives. And I can't wait to have you back on the show again. Well, thanks, Krista. It was such a pleasure talking with you. I'm so happy to have been on the show and to have learned something from you as well today. I can't wait to go and ferment some ginger. Uh, Garlic. Fermented garlic. Oh, Oh, was it fermented garlic? I thought it was ginger. (laughs) Okay, That's all right. Either either one will be great. Why don't you mix them together? It might taste better. I'm just going to ferment everything in my kitchen right now. Oh, I think we could be I, I think we're new best friends. All right, perfect. <laughs> Thanks so much, Mary. All right, take care. Bye.